Hello, and welcome to the Family Starship, a podcast all about geeky fun for the whole family. I'm your host, Chris Benavidez. Hey, before we begin, just a quick note about the genesis of this podcast. Now, this podcast was developed very much in March and April of 2020, when much of the world, and certainly where I live in the northeastern United States, is under a shelter-in-place order due to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. Now, um, during the podcast, and many of these early podcasts, you're going to hear a lot of references to being at home or being forced to be at home and quarantines and things like this. So in case you're wondering, that's what it's about. And um, we are just putting this disclaimer in place in the in the hopes that at some point in the near future, this will all just be, um, this, this era will just be a memory. So um, with that, let's get on with the show. Okay, hey everyone. So today we're talking about a topic that um, I'm sure a lot of people my age deal with, which is the Star Trek problem. How to introduce your kids to Star Trek. I'm here with my friend Jeff. Say hi, Jeff. Hello. Hey, so um, we're going to attack this topic. It's a, it's a big topic. Um, Star Trek is huge. I mean, I mean, I'm sure you all know. Um, it, we're talking about like, what, six or seven TV shows, like 10 or so movies. Um, it's a lot to digest. And I think this is why um, I have trouble with um, introducing it to my kids. But um, we'll get to that in a second. W- where I want to start is let's start with history with Star Trek. And Jeff, why don't you start? Tell us a little bit about what, how, does, how do you come to Star Trek from your, from your life and what does it mean to you? So, I mean, I've been a huge Star Trek fan for a very long time. And it's one of my favorite properties now. I've seen all the movies many, many times. I've seen all the TV shows many times. I'm current on all the stuff. So really into it. Um, And it's been part of my family forever. My father grew up a huge Star Trek fan. And I was actually thinking about it, you know, how I originally got into it. I don't remember exactly, but I remember back when Next Generation came out. I was, I think I was 13 when the show first came out. And I remember it was a big deal for my father. You know, first time new Star Trek. Actually, going back even further, I remember seeing the movies. The, the early, my earliest Star Trek memory, I remember my father taking me to see Wrath of Khan in the theater. I remember oh. crying when Spock died. I have vague memories even of the motion picture. Uh, yeah. I must have been like five years old. But right. My, but so we kind of saw the movies, but I remember watching Next Generation. That was like a big event, the premiere night. And there was a cameo in that episode with, yes. with DeForest Kelly as yeah, very yeah. old. Yeah, Bones. And my father just ate it up. He realized when he, he said the line about scrambling his molecules, he's like, <laughs> that's Bones. And I was like, who? <laughs> and I, I, just, I, I didn't have, and I remember that vividly. I didn't have, 
the background. And it was a few years, and I got into Next Gen, and I remember I was I was very into it right from season one. It was a couple of years later on like the late night local channel 11, they would have Star Trek classic reruns. And I just started watching those on my own every night. And yeah. I also remember there was, uh, my father had these books written by James, Bl- James Blish, which were novelizations of the episodes. And I right. used to read those. So, so kind of, you know, my father exposed it, exposed me to it, but I really started to really get into it on my own. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I'm around your age. I, th- I think I might be a year older. Um, I also had an older brother. So I remember in the late seventies when the original series was on, you know, it was on, uh, channel 11 um in new york they would the reruns would be on a lot and i i was too young to watch whole episodes i think and i I wasn't watching a lot of them but i remember bits and pieces i remember being interested in star trek back then i didn't know a ton about it and i mean i knew characters i knew knew who who captain kirk was and mr spock and um like you i I went I, i remember seeing the motion picture on um I think it was like on ABC, like on a, they, they, when it was broadcast and um, not really getting it, but also being very fascinated by it. And um, I did go to see the Wrath of Khan in theaters, which I loved, even though I had no like long history with Star Trek. Um, I, I felt that movie was very effective, even at that age, which I was nine at the time. By and, the way, I think not getting it is uh, even people, adults who see it today, don't get it. <laughs> yeah. I, well, we we could do a whole other podcast on the motion picture because um I, I that movie has grown on me, Jeff. We'll we'll, we'll talk about that at some point. Um, right. but um, Wrath of Khan, I, yeah, I got that right away, and it's it's on a any given day, it might be my favorite movie ever, even still. Um, I I, I think that movie's terrific, and that really catapulted me into liking Star Trek. You know, I watched uh, Search for Spock, Voyage Home. It's really into those movies, and right around that time is when the Next Generation hit wasn't into that as much at first i remember seeing the first episode but i remember getting more into it as it went on i kind of like would watch it here and there didn't start watching it regularly until it was not in its first i remember watching it in its first run in maybe the last two or three seasons and then after that watching a lot of reruns and that's that's really where i I caught up on next uh, next generation um i'm sure as you know um Deep Space Nine is my favorite. That's that's um to me that's the pinnacle of Star Trek. Um, probably my favorite TV show ever. So that is where like um I was most into Star Trek was during those years. Since then, not as much, but you know, uh, you know, I've, I've watched Voyager, I've watched Enterprise, I've I've liked it here and there. And uh, you know, then there's then there's like you know the post Abrams Trek, which I I have very mixed feelings about. So I'm not super into it. Um, but I can see why people are. But anyway, that's um that's my history. That's that's where I'm coming at it from. And I mean, just just talking about it, you can tell just how big a topic it is. And it's just like, where do you start with this? Like, you know, there's like decades and decades of history to get into with Star Trek. And it's hard to know where to look at it from, where 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 to take my kids to learn to appreciate it. So um, part of what, what I want to talk to you about today is like, you've, you've done this and you've, you've worked on this with your kids. Um, and uh, I, I was hoping to hear your thoughts about it. So um, yeah. So by the way, I, I think uh, I could say we you have both uh, short sold our Star Trek fandom that uh, you and I many years back yeah. ran 
a Star Trek Deep Space Nine role-playing campaign. Set oh, yes. Their own version of season eight. Yeah, so. I remember it fondly. Um, and, th- and then we went on to see um, the DS9 documentary, What We Left Behind, um, which was fun. Yeah, one, one night only made a special trip for that. We made so, a special trip. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so it's a fandom has definitely stuck with us. In terms of in my family, uh, and I have two kids right now. They're, uh, you know, as of right now, they're 15 and 12. And neither of them are into it, but we've had some success. You know, first with my wife, she's a huge Next Gen fan. Um, yes. And came into that, uh, you know, went to school together in Rochester, which is like one of the geek capitals of the country. And, <laughs> and just got really into watching Star Trek there. And to the point that, I remember there was one year I actually, for our anniversary, I bought her a couple of seasons of Next Gen. Yeah. And you would think like for most people, that's like the bowling ball gift. Like, here, wife, I give you this bowling ball. But no, she was <laughs> super excited. That was more for her than for me. That's awesome. You know, when the, when, when the newer movies came out, that was, that was kind of an opportunity to get the kids in. And I think we had, my son particularly really enjoys those movies. There's more action. Yeah. I do think for, you know, today's, today's audience, there is an appeal to that. Yeah. But as, you know, as huge Star Trek fans, there's such, you know, the history of it, the, the, the episodic nature, which is also, right, that's part of the problem, uh, yes. is that people are, kids these days are not used to episodic. I mean, my kids don't even watch TV. Yes. Generally, they watch that's YouTube. Right. That's exactly um, right. So I think really where we had success in starting to get them more interested in it is uh, sometime last year, Lori just decided, my wife just decided to do a Next Gen rewatch starting at episode one and at her own pace. You know, it wasn't a family thing. It wasn't, we're all going to gather. She just put the episodes on and yeah. they were always on in the background so that uh, yeah. you know, every now and then the kids would look over, they'd pay attention. They'd, you know, they'd look up from their devices in, in an, if something interested them and they'd start recognizing the characters more. And from there, we're yeah. kind of able to, to branch out a little bit more. We recently started a DS9 rewatch that's, uh, you know, we, we've watched through, um, through all the more recent stuff like Discovery and Picard, they've watched a bunch of episodes or been in the vicinity. Uh, most recently, my son who was kind of in and out with Picard, started paying close attention. We were watching part one of the finale and he came over and sat with me and got really into it. And when it was over, he's like, Oh, how long do we have to wait for the next one? I'm like, (laughs) we have it. It's, you know, we were a bit behind. So he was excited and we all watched the finale together. So right. Exposure. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Exposure kind of having it on. That's interesting. Um, so, so I mean, I think that Star Trek at its best, it's a combination of storytelling and and really high concept sci-fi. And but like you say, I, I think when I was really into Star Trek, it was it was fairly episodic. Now, now DS Nine kind of like um, combines episodic storytelling with you know long form storytelling as well, and it, they did it very well. Um, it, but it it was done in a way that really modern TV shows don't really do. Most you know big production TV shows. Are, are more like, you know, long movies. They just tell a long story over 10 hours or whatever, however long they are. And, you know, Star Trek is from a different time. It's from a time when people would come and watch TV just to spend some time with those characters in that setting. Um, it's very old-fashioned that way. Um, it's, you, you get a story, you know, that's self-contained. It happens for 45 minutes or whatever. 
and then it's over. Um, and then like the next episode, you're pretty much where you started again. And there's a comfort to that. And I think the way you describe it, um, the way you describe having it on, having it just, you know, kind of enter everyone's system uh, through uh, osmosis almost, it's um, it's kind of, it beckons back to that era a little bit. Like, like what you're describing kind of beckons back to like, oh, the TV's on because it's on. Whereas nowadays, you're right, I, I don't really watch a lot of TV. And when I do watch TV, it's because I want to watch a specific thing. Um, well, I do think, though, you know, thinking about it, yeah, yeah. Most fictional TV is that way in terms of yeah. everything serialized. But yeah. a lot of shows and the shows that my kids tend to be more interested in, like, um, you know, like cooking shows, like Cupcake Wars, yeah. or like yeah. now we're watching Lego Masters, um, those are episodic. And they are right. especially. Uh, like my daughter has watched so many episodes of great British baking show, you know, that's, and yeah. Yeah. Okay. Within a season. Sure. There's, there's a connection, but a lot of those kinds of shows, especially more like probably chopped cupcake wars is a better example. It's, yeah. it's the hosts are constant, but the, you know, the competitors are always different. The format's always the same. So there is, and it is the kind of thing you can just throw on and there is exposure to that kind of TV. Right. Right. It's yeah. more of the reality variety. Yes. No, you're right. You're right. And that does exist still. Um, it, it, it does exist still. I, I guess I myself don't watch a lot of it, but I think you're right in that um, Star Trek kind of belongs to that era. And I think to get the kids into Star Trek, I, I kind of have to adopt some of the habits of that era, you know, to kind of just like, like you described. Um, it's uh, an advantage, right? That they don't have to watch everything. Exactly. And yeah. come in or out. You know, my kids know who Picard and Data and Riker, you know, they know who they are. So, you know, even yeah. now, occasionally I'll throw on a classic track, you know, they and, you know, they they know who Kirk and Spock are. They may know better from, you know, Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto, but right. yeah, they recognize them on screen. They know who the characters are. So, and then any episode, you can come in and you don't have to be like, well, what happened in the last episode? Right. So I'm, I'm going to adopt your strategy at some point. And actually now is a good time since everyone's home right now <laughs> um, yeah. um, to just have some Star Trek on in the background. So yeah. And um, I think we talked a little bit about when preparing for this podcast, I asked if like there was any particular episodes that um, your kids were into that they got into and would ask to rewatch or just like ask a lot of questions or showed a special amount of attention towards. I mean, you mentioned the TNG episode, Elementary, My Dear Data. Is that is that would you say that's representative of an episode that the kids really got into um, on your end? Yeah, well, so my son is notoriously hard to try and get into anything. He's uh, he, he's kind of goes his own way and doesn't want to be like, hey, watch this. You know, he has to decide he's interested in something. So now his computer is in the same room as the TV. So you know he'll be playing Minecraft or whatever, and it, you know every now and then something will catch his attention. You know, like I mentioned with the Picard. So I remember, you know, we had Elementary Dear Data on, and he something about it really caught his fancy, and he you know came over to the couch, sat down next to my wife, and watched the whole episode together. And afterwards, I mentioned that oh, there's a there's a sequel to this episode you know, where they bring back Moriarty. And it's like, really? I, yeah. I, I want to watch that. And I'm like, well, we're watching them in order. And it's, you know, I had to look it up. It's season six. Right. So, <laughs> it, it took us a while and I didn't want to go, yeah. you know, we didn't want to go out of order. But for the next several, you know, months or however long, he would be like, have you reached season six yet? 
And right. when we finally got to it, he was very excited. And I do think Ship in a Bile is one of the best episodes of the series. Yeah. Uh, so it pay, you know, th- there's definite payoff there. But I think with Elementary Dear Data, I, I recently, or Dear Data, as yeah. as he would say to Pulaski, one is my name, the other is not. Um, <laughs> Elementary Dear Data. You know, I recently, I, I recently rewatched that. And it's a good blend of, you know, the first half is basically just this holodeck episode and yeah. kind of going on, you know, this adventures of, and, and that's just kind of cool. It's a little bit more relatable. It's, you know, there's the mystery aspect and, and data doesn't really get it. And I'm sure we'll talk more about it at some point, but, but then when it becomes like a, you know, a tech mystery, now you start bringing in the other members of the crew and, and so the fact that you spend a good amount of time with only a few of the characters makes it less overwhelming. You can kind of right. just get into the story of it without having all these characters running around screen trying to figure out, well, who's that person? Who's that person? Exactly. You know, if it's somebody's first episode, this is Data, and, you know, he's an android, and this is Jordy, his friend, and he's the engineer, and you start there. And then you gradually, yeah. more characters get introduced, and you can kind of, you know, if they ask you, you can explain who they are. No, that that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's what's good about Star Trek is like not every episode has to feature the entire cast or have this huge overarching story. You can have a small story like that and you can learn about the world just by just by following a simple story, which is, I think, a, a good way of introducing characters. So, no, we're going to try that. I, I'll, I'll try that this week. That's that's my goal. <laughs> um, and um, so what, what I'm thinking is... I'll show that episode to my kids. We will come back, do a quick like episode review and talk about, you know, what our kids think of it. Now, before we go into that though, if I remember correctly, and it's been a while since I watched TNG, um, Elementary Dear Data, is that the episode where like he creates an adversary for himself and he creates Moriarty and then like Moriarty takes over the ship? Is that is that what happens to that one? Sort of, yeah. Moriarty is able to exert some influence on the ship. It's not till the the follow up ship in a bottle where Moriarty really starts messing with them. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. That's, gotcha. That's, yeah. All right. Um, all right. I have some thoughts, but I think we'll we'll, we'll save those for the okay. post watch segment, which we'll get into next. Um, and any other comments about Star Trek you want to share, or 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 this episode in particular before we we move on. No, just like I said, you know, this is one example and you know, look, you're listening to this, you're going to know your kids better, what kind of things they're interested into. There is so much out there, yes. you know, is if, you know, if they like action and, you know, just a lot of fast moving stuff and lens flares, you know, then you got you, you <laughs> go with the JJ Abrams stuff. You know, uh, I know one of my but, son's best friends loves Voyager has seen right. like the whole series three times and he doesn't even know the other series that well. So it's just, you know, again, you know, mixed opinions on Picard and Discovery, but you may find, you know, yep. a lot of that is more, it's more serialized. It's more similar to if kids are watch if your kids are watching serialized shows today, that may be a more comfortable entry point for them. And I right. do think both do a good job. You know, you, again, it's a whole other conversation, how good or you think they are, but yeah. they do, do do a good job of not assuming you've seen previous material. Right. Yep, no, I got so, you. So yeah, what I really say is there's so many options to find an entry point. Uh, be flexible with it. You know, if they don't, you know, if you throw on an episode of Next Gen and, and they're just not into it, you know, maybe they'd enjoy DS9. Maybe they'd enjoy one of the movies. All right, no, sounds good. 
All right. So with that, uh, we're going to we're going to take a break and we'll come back with the episode, you know, recap and see what everyone thought. Okay, we're back with the episode recap of Elementary Dear Data. So, um, quickly, the plot setup is that Data wants to show Jordy the holodeck and his Sherlock Holmes program. And they get into a bit of an argument with Dr. Pulaski about how capable and how, how capable Data is to solve a real mystery that he doesn't know the ending to. And that leads them to eventually create a super intelligent AI um, in, in, in the guise of Moriarty to challenge Data's Sherlock Holmes. And that's, that's basically the plot. So what the kids thought, um, I was, they actually both liked it a lot. I, and I was really, really happy with that. They both liked it. They set through the whole thing. Um, I remember the intro helped a lot. They, you know, the, the TNG intro was terrific. You know, space, the final frontier, and the, you know, the, the song. I mean, I mean, uh, the soundtrack kicks in, and like they were into it from there. And um, it was great because um, a lot of things came up in the in the episode. They got introduced to Data and Jordy. Um, you know, we explained who they were. Like one of my kids had a question about why does Jordy wear a visor. We explained that. We had to explain the concept of holodeck. It was fun. It was, you know, I watched it with Lauren and the kids and it was fun. It was a fun family experience because we, we got to interact, but we did it. We paused and stopped a few times and it was fun. I, I, I really was happy with how much they took from it. It was great. And I had a chance to talk to my son about this, about what he liked about it. And, you know, again, as I said before, like it initially just started, we happened to have the episode on, it caught his interest. He came over and watched it. Um, one of the things he really liked about it is he liked Moriarty, the character. And I think it's, uh, and I hadn't remembered it until I went back and watched it, that he's not really a villain. Like he's, he's not, you know, no, in this no, episode, no. he's really, you can really empathize with, he's just trying to figure out what's going on. Definitely, as, yeah. you know, we get to the sequel, he, he's more of a villain there. But in this one, um, he's a likable character who's just like kind of coming to grips with it happened to him. I think that aspect of the story is another reason why it's a really good episode all around. No, I agree. It was a great performance too. The biggest complaint that Charlie had when watching it was that it wasn't star Wars. And he said that once like, you know, I'm, the one thing I don't like about this is it's not star Wars. Um, <laughs> so he, he understand, he takes it for what it is, but at the same time, you know, he, he made it clear that that's, you know, he'd rather be watching Star Wars. But listen, you know, baby steps. We're, we're, we're getting in and, and starting a little bit of this. And this is kind of our first inroad into Star Trek. So I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah, I think, too, with kids, there's a lot of uh, they get locked into one thing that they want to watch over and over again and just kind of exposing them to different things. Yeah, he may not. He may be still leaning towards Star Wars. But, you know, down the road, he, when he's looking for something a little different, I think, oh, that Star Trek is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, and, and I was the same way at his age. I was I was much more into Star Wars than Star Trek. Okay, Charlie, so what did you think of the Star Trek episode we saw? 
I think it was actually really cool. I expected a lot less, and I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I liked that, um, how, like, Data wasn't able to solve, like, a, like, a regular mystery from Sherlock Holmes, and they had to find a way to challenge him, but it, it um, made, like, a problem. They had a diff a bigger problem that they had to solve. Yeah, I liked it. Okay, Joel, so what did you think of the Star Trek episode, Elementary Dear Data? Uh, I, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I would like to watch the next episode if, if, we, if we have time to during this quarantine. Thanks. So Jeff, I have a uh, I have an Amazon Alexa next to my TV. It's programmed to respond to the word computer, just like a next generation, because we thought that would be funny. And so all through the episode, when they were saying, you know, computer, do this, computer, do that, it would start responding. So we thought it was funny when it said, computer, create an adversary capable of defeating, uh, you know, commander data. And um, did that happen in your house? Did your it, Alexa it, create an adversary? It did not happen, but um, it made a noise. So we were like, oh, that, that's, that's pretty funny. It tried. Yeah, it tried, which is cool. All right. So anyway, um, what to show them next? You know, I am like tempted to just go right to the next Moriarty episode and just show them uh, Ship in a Bottle. Uh, I think, and, and honestly, that's, that's the one I remember more. I don't remember this episode very well. I think I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I never, I don't think I ever sat down and watched the entire episode before. Ship in the Bottle, I remember a little bit better. Um, I think in the last segment we talked about, um, I, I, I gave a plot summary that I think was much more, had much more to do with Ship right. in the Bottle. So, yeah, I, I might go right to that. And, and I think what's cool about Next Generation is that we don't really need to, like, go in any particular order. Like, nothing, nothing in Season 6 is all that different from Season 2. What's nice about it, actually, is it's, you know, the show is more polished at that point, right? And it's, you know, everyone really has a solid footing. The cast has been in place for years. Uh, Ship and Bottle, great episode. So, and I, I definitely, if you've got them interested and hooked, you know, continue with that. And now what I was thinking about it, circling back, you know, I, I, yesterday's Enterprise, best of both worlds. I think there's no reason to wait to, you know, that is one of the best two episode arcs in the series, if not the yeah. best. Yeah, just do it, you know. And then that actually was we watched that before watching Picard. It's a you know, it's a good yeah, yeah, it's a good entry point there if you want to watch the Picard series because it really gives you a lot of the meat and bones of that character. I feel like Best of Both Worlds. I, I kind of want to show them Q Who first though, because um, I, I I I really like their introduction to the Borg and the idea of them, and I think that that pays off more in, in Best of Both Worlds. So yeah, that's true, definitely. Yeah, that's a good thing about Next Generation is that you can kind of just skip around and it doesn't really matter. Although I will say the the finale of Next Generation is my favorite Star Trek finale, and I, I want to show them a lot of Next Gen before we get to all good things because I, th I think it's it's much more resonant. If you spend more time with these characters. Yes, I mean at, you know at a minimum you have to you know lay down the Leah Brahms foundation and show them the every time I'm with the computer I'm with you. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know. If, Lauren would want to sit through that one again. She uh, she's a little creeped out by the whole Leah Brahms thing. I, I might be being a little facetious there. 
All right, we're going to come back with one more segment, and we will talk about our episode review as far as what we thought about the episode, and uh, we'll go from there. All right, we're back one more time to talk about elementary tier data. Let's talk about what we felt about watching this episode again. So, Jeff, what what held up about this episode for you? What really held up for me was just the kind of the humanity of the story. That, yeah. uh, like you, I had a lot stronger memory of Ship in a Bottle. So, just kind of seeing Moriarty not as a villain, the uh, you know, the interactions with Pulaski, which again is easy to forget, but she she was an interesting character, especially yeah. in her interactions with Data. I agree. And I'm going to get to Pulaski in a minute. I I um I don't remember a lot of Pulaski. I don't remember a lot of season two, but um I I, I really had a pretty strong impression of her this episode. We'll we'll get to that in a second. What held up for me is like is is this the first holodeck episode? I feel like I wasn't there. I there was I feel like there was a Dixon Hill episode in first oh, season. Okay. Maybe the yeah, I think you're right. Okay, and, you know, and you get a you get an introduce introduction in the pilot where Riker first meets Data, That's but um, yeah. but this is probably the most holodeck centric. Yeah, in terms of like you know the first almost all of the episode takes place on the holodeck. You know, outside of a couple of scenes, uh, it's a great invention, a good storytelling invention. It's a great like um, geek wish fulfillment device. You know, like you know taking role playing to the next level. Yeah, I, and I think it's an, another thing that kind of resonates with today's audience and kids is this idea of putting yourself into a fantasy world, right? I mean, my son does that every day when he plays, yeah. you know, Minecraft or Space Engineers. And so it's a similar idea here. Oh, let's let's live a Sherlock Holmes. Story. I mean, it's crazy yeah. how much closer we are to the holodeck yeah. you know, than we were when this episode. Yeah, and That's absolutely. another reason it holds up because this is like – you know, with VR and even just multiplayer oh, yeah. online gaming, yeah. it, it's a thing. Yeah, no, no, you're, you're, you're not wrong. You're, you're right. We're getting there. And yeah, yeah, it holds up. It still feels like, unlike a lot of like, you know, future tech from like, if you look back at the 80s, like what they consider to be future tech is kind of silly now. Um, but this still is something that is being worked towards. It, does, it still feels like future tech, but in, in a very realistic way. So I, I did like that. All right, so what doesn't hold up? Let me just start by saying that um, this is kind of a trope with Star Trek at this point that uh, a whole self-aware AI can get conjured out of thin air, like at the drop of a hat. And it happens, like anytime a holodeck episode comes up, you, you kind of know what's going to happen. Uh, maybe it wasn't a trope at this point in Star Trek, but it became a trope later on. And I think even at that age, when I, when I saw it, I found that a little dumb, like that, like, you know, all of a sudden this... AI is starting to command, you know, like, like there wouldn't be things in place to prevent this kind of thing. It's a little hard to swallow. Um, I get it as a storytelling conceit. You know, they have to fill out a bunch of episodes, but it, it still rings kind of dumb to me. You know, it's funny. I, I, because you did the podcast on it, I recently watched Space Camp. Okay. And it's a similar idea of like yeah. where the robot, you know, <laughs> 
has like awareness and is able to do all these things simply because of one simple command. Oh, I wish I could be in space. It's so ridiculous. Right. Yes. And similar idea. You just kind of have to accept it, but yeah, Yeah. you know, if you're going to look at one thing and say, boy, I wish they could have found a way to do that differently. Yeah. That'd be it. Yeah, no, definitely. All right. MVP of the episode for me, Dr. Pulaski, hands down much to my surprise. I I don't remember a lot about Dr. Pulaski, um, but he is, he provides kind of a contrarian voice, which I think Next Generation needed. And I don't think you get that in later seasons. She was interesting. Uh, I'm glad she has disagreements with Jordy about data. And she's kind of a troll in this episode. I, I, I kind of I liked that there was a little bit of, of that, like, you know, contrariness. You know, there's not everyone agrees with everything on Next Generation, which is, which is nice. Uh, I, I kind of liked having her on the show. Uh, yeah, no, I thought she was really good in this episode. Um, I'll throw out another one though that you know for for an MVP. I really loved the way Picard. You know, we don't see him till the back half of the episode, but yes. when he does come on and he does engage with Moriarty, it had again more recent Star Trek. You expect conflict, you expect yeah. one-upsmanship yeah. as somehow one out thinks the other. And yeah. in this one, it's really just they have a conversation. It's just diplomacy. It's much more Arkin's yeah, classic Trek where Definitely. you know the better angels prevail. And yeah. uh, and Picard's great in that role. So I, I yeah really I, enjoyed that aspect of it. I agree, and um, I, I love the resolution of this episode. I love that you're right. It's just it's just a conversation, like you know, yeah. Listen, and he sees it from Moriarty's perspective that uh, he's a. He's now a self-aware AI. They created him. They have a little bit of responsibility towards him, and they and they try to act responsibly about it. As silly as that conceit is, um, given the uh, the development in this episode, you know that, that this is a reality in this time. Like this, this kind of thing can happen. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a very very you know solid resolution, and, and and definitely for me much more fun than than watching a conflict that has to be resolved through through other means. All right. So next question. Would you watch this episode again for fun? Sure. Me too. Yeah. This is, it's, it's, it's rewatchable, isn't it? This is something you just kind of put in background and, and, and just let it go. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. All right. So next thing is about remake, reboot, sequel, or leave it alone. There is a sequel called Ship in a Bottle, which I think I'm leaning towards showing the kids next. Um, cause, um, while it's fresh in their minds, let's, let's follow up. Why not? It's fun. It's uh, it's a smart episode. There's a couple of good turns in it that you, even though you know what's going on, you don't necessarily know what's going on. It's very well done. And, you know, the guest star who plays Moriarty, I don't remember his name offhand, but he's excellent. As far as like what to show them next with Trek, I think I'm going to stick to next gen for a little while, show them a few episodes. Um, for me, all roads lead to DS9. That's That's really what I want to show them. Um, but I, I think DS9 is best appreciated with a little bit of understanding of Trek history. I think it, uh, all the storylines will hit a little bit harder. So I want to give them a little bit of background before I get to that. Um, so I think this is a good way to do it. Let's, let's get into next generation. I wouldn't mind showing them. I, I have shown them a little bit of, um, original series episodes here and there. Um, I wouldn't mind them seeing the movies and then, then we'll build to DS9. I think DS9 is something I'm going to show them maybe a few months down the road. My my big push right now is I really want to get the family to watch, uh, you know, what I said, the original series trilogy, uh, Wrath of Khan, Search for yeah. Spock, Voyage Home, and yeah. I, I put on Wrath of Khan once years ago. Yeah, um, and they, they at that point they were just too young; they weren't really into it. So I'd like to revisit that. 
I'm getting some pushback. So I'm thinking, well, maybe I might start with with uh, Star Trek Six. Okay, uh, every country because that's just it's it's a really fun movie. There's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of color to that movie. It is the one with the boots, as my wife calls it. <laughs> yes, um, but I think. I think if I can get them to watch that and it stands on its own as a standalone piece, it'll give them some more investment in, you know, Shatner, Nimoy, and yeah. you know, that cast. And then maybe we can loop back to two, three, four. So I'll let you how know how it goes. Yeah, let me know how that goes. Because uh, I am very interested in getting into two, three, four. That that and that is really what got me into Star Trek in the first place. Those those three movies together, like um, really worked as a as a trilogy. Final impressions. Any other thoughts on the episode, Star Trek in general. I just kind of reiterate what I said before. There are so many options to get your family interested in Trek. This is one example with uh, with Elementary Dear Data, but there's hundreds and hundreds of episodes, movies. Uh, if they don't get into one thing, try something different. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks for chatting about it, Jeff. Sure. Anytime. All right, a quick note. Daniel Davis was the actor who played Moriarty in this episode. Didn't want him to go uncredited. My thanks to Jeff for joining me and recommending this episode. This podcast featured music from Metaphasic, Technoax, and Airglow. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, take care and stay safe. Computer, create an adversary capable of defeating Commander Data. Computer, red alert.